0: What's wrong with policemen on television these days? They're always complete opposites. One of them's fat and poor, the other's thin and posh. One of them's a woman, the other one's a Martian. One of them has foreheads, one of them's allergic to heads. Inspector Fowler, The Thin Blue Line.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lieses. Today's particular plot trope has been around for a very long time. This is the odd couple.
0: When we say couple, this particular trope is not necessarily referring to a dating couple. It's a pair of people who are as opposite as can be that are forced to exist together. Often you have the Mr. Neat and Tidy law-abiding by-the-book character and the messy, slob, zany, risk-taker-plays-by-his-own-rules character.
1: They're not usually a romantic couple, but they can become one. It depends on what you want out of the story and what you want out of the characters.
0: I would say that you and I have a little bit of this odd couple going, especially on our versus episodes and our romance-related episodes. Any episode where we have generally opposing views. Because I tend to be the chaotic, this is all stupid, and you're like, but this is good and wholesome and wonderful. The logic behind it just makes sense. And you are the law-abiding citizen of the two of us. It's true. I'm the Gryffindor, the lawful good, the the by-the-book. This particular trope is as much about the characters themselves as it is about the plot that happens. The plot is them having to learn to live with each other. You'll mostly see this plot within comedies,
1: because that play of the polar opposites is going to be very comedic. Lots of opportunities for humor. You can see it in
0: drama, and you will see it within crime. Of course, the classic example is the play titled The Odd Couple, where one character is kind enough to his friend to let him live at his house during a divorce. So you'll see this a lot, again, in the crime dramas.
1: Castle, Lucifer, Suits, White Collar, Bones, Person of Interest, Psych, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on.
0: If you need an incredibly black and white image of this trope, Wicked is a good one for that. Because you have Glinda and you have Elphaba. They're as opposite as you can get. They initially hate each other. They become best friends.
1: It doesn't always have to be two adults or two people of the same age in general demographics. You can have an odd couple between the older person and the younger person. Like in the TV series Hawkeye. You have
0: Clinton Barton and Kate Bishop. Absolutely an odd couple and they're adorable. Also, in Witcher and the movie The Professional, where you have the assassin and the little girl who ends up softening his heart, but he also teaches her how to be cool. The play In the Heat of the Night had the white redneck cop and then the black city slicker cop that had to get together and solve the crimes. I really
1: enjoy this trope within Sherlock Holmes because you have the chaos that is Sherlock and
0: the very orderly that is John. And Pratchett and Gaiman's Good Omens, which is now a TV series as well.
1: We've already mentioned within these examples some of the common subtropes like buddy cop, but it's good to keep these in mind as you're writing in case you have a story where you want a particular type of dynamic
0: between your main characters. Buddy Cop is also really helpful in using this trope as a not main character. In the TV show Castle, it's very obvious with Beckett and Castle, but we also see Ryan and Esposito, who have a similar dynamic of very different and constantly kind of poking each other's buttons, but in a very playful way that makes them likable characters. And very different from Castle and Beckett. Another common subtrope is that forced cohabitation. We also see this in Wicked and a little bit in Turner and Hooch, where they have to exist together whether they like it or not.
1: And then like in The Witcher and Hawkeye, you have the badass assassin type character and the child that they're now training. TV Tropes explains some further subtropes include the tomboy and girly girl, I like Lucifer because this flips. Lucifer is the one who is the, I need to make sure I look good all the time, the the girly girl of the two. And the detective
0: is like, I'm here to do my job. I don't care if I'm wearing makeup. This is also very apparent in Wicked, where one of them likes black and just wants to learn how to do her thing, and the other is like, but being popular is important. It's more important than any grades you could get in school and of course the they fight crime Because it's a great way to force the characters to work together Because if they're so busy butting heads, then the crime doesn't get solved So they
1: work together and part of the benefit of having the odd couple within the crime investigation is is that they are offering different views and different opinions on the same thing. Like in Castle, Castle will notice a lot of things Beckett doesn't because he has a different view of things. He has the storyteller's mind. But she looks at it and sees things he doesn't because she sees the facts, the analytics, the evidence. And then together, their knowledge ends with solving the crime. So how do I write an odd couple story? Of course, your
0: main characters are most likely going to be the odd couple. If they're not, the subtrope title is more the odd friendship. That's the Ryan and Esposito characters. But make sure your odd couple characters, if they're the main characters, they are equally the main characters. They should get approximately the same amount of screen time.
1: You also need to make sure that the comedy comes from their differences. Instead of making the differences a toxic type relationship, there's humor to be found in it because the reader also knows that they're eventually
0: going to work through it. Your readers will often align with one side. They like Sherlock, but they feel more like they would be the Watson in the relationship or vice versa. Watson. I've always admired Watson and wanted to be like Watson, but I'm really more of a Sherlock. And I've admired Sherlock, but I'm definitely a Watson. (laughs) This gives you the opportunity to make your readers laugh at themselves. Because, yes, as the zany, crazy character in people's stories, I am not going to be the clean, well-put-together fashion expert. And I totally feel it when they're trying to make the zany character just sit still and behave and be polite for just 10 minutes. Another thing to look out for is making sure that
1: your characters have a reason to work together, whether that is the forced cohabitation or they're working on a crime together. Sometimes that arrangement that's forcing them to work together is one-sided like in Castle, where she doesn't want a partner, but he says, you're my new muse, and I got permission from the mayor.
0: These stories will also make fun of gender roles and often turn them on their head. If you look at Castle and Lucifer, the organized, well-put-together one is female, and the cares about how he looks in public is the male. Most
1: importantly, they need to make each other a better person. So that caretaker can learn to relax and let their hair down because of their involvement with the unhinged one. And the unhinged one learns that, yes, there are definitely situations where you need to sit down and focus on something and do something because it's the right thing to do, not because it's the fun thing to do.
0: Sometimes that caretaker can be the zany, outgoing side of the odd couple this tends to lead to the makeover tropes and those kind of things of get your head out of the books and let's go have some fun. I feel like that one is represented in Wicked. Very
1: much so. You do need to be careful of a few things with this. First and foremost, don't make one the good guy and one the bad
0: guy. They're different, but they're both generally good. So if you've seen the TV show Psych, I feel like they do a great job of representing this between Sean and Gus, where Gus is like this neat, orderly character, but he's still comedic, and we still like him. And Sean is this zany, outgoing character who plays by his own rules, but we still like him. He's still being good. They have different ways of approaching that, different ways of defining that, but neither of them is corrupting the other.
1: And of course, it doesn't have to be romantic. You can have a Sean and a Gus. You can have a Ryan and an Esposito, a Lacey and Cagney. You can have just an odd couple that is the, we've been best friends for forever, and even though we've grown up and become kind of different people, we're still best friends, and it makes
0: for a very comedic situation. They have their differences, but in the end, it always makes them better. The other person challenges them, iron sharpens iron. Everyone wins when you have an odd couple pairing as your main characters, including you. Especially if you're practicing the humor in your own storytelling, having your character differences will help the humor right itself. You'll be laughing along with your characters, and you'll identify with one character or the other, or often both at different times, especially
1: if you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts, or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots@aspenhousepublishing.com, or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.